When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. It's Purple Daily. Caller has questions. Blue 58! Blue 58! Go! And he wants your answers. Street! Red, red, red! Red Polly! Blue Poncho! In rapid fire fashion. Gun flex right stack. 394 Dragon Smoke. It's Hot Rods on Purple Daily. 980! That's right, Hot Routes, Purple Daily, Judd Zolgad, uh, Chad Graff from The Athletic, who covers the Vikings, Jonathan Harrison, who will lead this segment, Hot Routes. Now, Chad, I believe this is your maiden this is, voyage on This Hot is the right? very first okay. Hot Routes experience. This is as much fun as you will have today. Okay. This is a great segment that Collar came up with and ordinarily does the questions for a couple weeks ago, but he's off today. So Jonathan Harrison has uh, selected five questions, correct, Jonathan? Yep, five of them. We got five questions. Hard hitting journalism. Here. They are, yeah, and which and it's it's you know pretty quiet right now, or so we think it is. But there's always something on hot routes. So Jonathan Harrison, the floor is yours. Let's start off with our first hot route. Balls, 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 balls. Green eighteen, green eighteen. Former Buccaneers defensive tackle Gerald McCoy is upset the Buccaneers so quickly gave away his old number to Indomitian Sue. I want you to unretire a Vikings retired number and give it to a current Viking to wear for this upcoming season. Chad, since this is your first time, I want you to go first. With all due respect to Alan Page, I'm going to take Ooh, back what? number 88. Wow. And I was thinking about this Honorable at minicamp the other day. I was going through Jeez. the little list of the roster to cross off everybody who's here. He's got his roster with him. I was looking at the wide receivers. Vikings wide receivers numbers, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, all taken. Treadwell, Thewin, Diggs, everybody's got a team number. So I'm taking Allen Page's 88. Great wide receiver number. Des Bryant, Marvin Harrison, Michael wow. Irvin, He's Stephon Diggs, hot. number 88. Wow! Wait, That's a great on. wide receiver's number. Well, first of all, I I very much am on the uh, uh, bandwagon to retire eighty four myself. Okay, because yeah. I want Moss. I Moss. I, how that's not retired? I don't know. Yeah, but you want to unretire the number of the honorable, the Justice Allen Page, one of the greats of all time. Let's Hold get on. back to wide receivers in the eighties. Great number. The Vikings don't have a single receiver in the eighties. They have two. They have Alexander Hollis, eighty five. And Olabc Johnson, eighty-one. Okay. So yes, for well, now Irv they have Smith two guys didn't in the eighties. Need 80s. to take Moss's old 
number. Fair. Irv Smith took eighty four, which to me seems really out of line. If you're gonna if you're gonna keep it in circulation, shouldn't that go to Stefan Diggs? Perhaps I don't like it, but, but we're gonna unretire one today. Wow. Stefan Diggs, wow. number eighty-eight. He's gonna look great in it. It's gonna be awesome. Well, I want. I, want, I was not expecting that. I was not <laughs> expecting Alan Page number in, to come unretired. He came in super hot right there. I love it. Now I've got the same idea as far as I don't want to unretire this so a young punk can take it. Mm-hmm. I'll give it to Diggs as well. But this would be beautiful because one, it would bug this guy to no end. <laughs> Two, it yes. would it would give it would else. give him content because he is a media <laughs> guy now. And three, it would just be great. I I would love it personally. Number eighty, Chris Carter. What if you Stephon Diggs? His? Come on down and take it. See, 80. you're back on the page though. Wide receivers back in the eighties. Yes. I'm with you. Yeah, there. I just don't like Alan Page. I don't like the idea. Eighty-eight's a great wide receiver know, number. Michael Irvin. Oh, it's Alan perfect. Alan Page was the what 1970 MVP of the. NFL yeah. as a defensive player. You unretire Chris Carter's number the same day you retire Randy Moss's. <laughs> Love it even oh, more. Oh man, you oh, entertain him so much. Anything that would get under Carter's skin to me is a beautiful <laughs> suggestion. That would do it. I'm going to go a little bit. I mean, all these are kind of a little bit controversial, anyways. I'm going with 53, unretire McTingle off and give it. To the young kid, give it wow. to the young center. The rookie, that's it. Set the expectations wow. high for. At him. least I Good gave luck, 88 son. to a, a yeah. What are you doing? Established Good player, luck, son. What are you doing? Wow, doing? Garrett Bradbury, expectations him. set low. What are you setting no. expectations Oof. high for this kid? I believe in him. You, wow, I think that's hotter than taking 88. <laughs> this is the worst idea since since the Augusta silence that Matt Nagy demanded for his kickers, which makes no sense. That is a perfect transition, Judd, to our very next question. Why forget? We'll skip ahead in the order that I sent you guys. Tariq Cohen tells Adam Shine, Bears head coach Matt Nagy shows the team the last few seconds of the playoff game versus the Eagles during team meetings, so they, quote, Never forget that hurt. <laughs> Two-parter here. One, is that really a smart idea to keep doing this? And two, how poorly is Matt Nagy handling this offseason? Uh, number one, the answer is uh, no. The answer, uh, second part of that question is as bad as you can possibly do this. <laughs> here, okay, I'm an old guy, and I get I get what he's doing, and I even think that there might have been teams on which this might work, but... What is everything we're told about young men, and these are still pretty young guys, young people who are um, uh, professionals, positive reinforcement, right? Mm -hmm. We have nap rooms now. We have participation trophies. And I understand that's frustrating to people my age, but that's how the world works now. So I have yet to read a 2019 manual on the... On the younger human being that says negative reinforcement, good idea. <laughs> I don't have no idea what he's doing. I and I, I think he is on the borderline of now this really starting to backfire badly. Well, it's amazing because Mike Zimmer always talks about how they have struggled the Vikings with complacency, which is why you know they have one great season and then one where they miss the playoffs. Now one great season and one when they miss the playoffs. Yep. He's been thinking about how to rectify it. This, I am fairly certain, is not how you fix it to the point where coaches always talk about we're turning the page, last season was last season, we're leaving that in the past. This is a 90-man roster where half at most of the players were even on this team to begin with. Half of them were not even a part of this game. This is, I don't know what this is, this is like... Going on a date with a girl and being like, here's why it didn't work out with my last girlfriend. This is <laughs> Which, by the way, guys have done, and last I heard, it doesn't work. And Matt Nagy probably tried it. <laughs> yeah. 
So, but I mean, this is this is as as against the grain of what is considered a good idea by people right now as you can possibly get. Yeah. Look, look at how poorly you did the last time you played. Yeah. For for not, for not a week. It's one thing if you have a bad game, you bring back the tape, look at everything you did wrong, and yeah. then build you back up as we approach Sunday. This is an entire offseason from the biggest game of almost all of their lives. I don't get it. It's yeah. when you should be celebrating how well you actually did last offseason. Now you're just looking at your worst moment of last offseason. Good job, Matt Nagy. Over I think this is a over. terrible idea, yep. and he's handling this as poorly as he probably could. But doesn't somebody... Like his wife or somebody come up to him and like what? Matthew, <laughs> you think Matthew, in the what are you doing? Would would ask him like, are you sure you want to be doing this? Because you're constantly in the headlines, which coaches notoriously don't want to be in the headlines, and he's continuing to put himself in the headlines for basically handling everything poorly about this offseason. He is the anti Rocco though. Yep, yeah, he is Rocco. Hey, Rocco, Snow went over seven with five strikeouts and two errors. Yeah, but you don't understand. He's Willie Mays. He's the anti rocco Somewhere there's a happy medium between our guy Rocco and Matt Nagy. Mike Zimmer hey, Mike, owes me. Oh, sorry, I remember. What are you saying? I was just going to say Mike Zimmer owes Matt Nagy a nice bottle of wine because <laughs> if Mike Zimmer thinks he botches an offseason after a good season, Matt Nagy's making him look great in the same division. True. Cleveland Browns rookie corner Greedy Williams said this weekend he wants to be a Hall of Famer. Now, he's a rookie. It's a bit early to talk about that, but I want you each to place a rookie that's going to be in the Hall of Fame at the end of their career. It's not going to be Kyler Murray. It's not going to be any of the quarterbacks. I'm taking the easy route out here on hot routes and go the number two overall pick, Nick Bosa. Defensive lineman, he's going to get after the quarterback. He's going to a pretty good team with a young quarterback with the 49ers and a great coach. He's going to be set up to have playoff success and some big moments. I don't know that this is a class that's going to produce a ton of Hall of Famers or even a Hall of Famer, but if you got to give me one, I'm going Nick Bosa. I give this great thought. Okay. And, of course, in doing that, I just picked the first name that I basically saw. (laughs) But because this young man is going to play... In the media capital of the world, basically. Oh, no. Because he just got booed at Yankee Stadium. (laughs) And you know what? If you can get booed at Yankee Stadium at the tender age of, what is he, 21, 22, then you're on the right start because you're going to shove it right back at these people. Daniel Jones, future quarterback of the Giants when Eli retires in six years. Daniel Jones will go on to a Hall of Fame career playing for the New York Giants. I originally had the thought here of just continuing my troll move from the first question and saying Garrett Bradbury, he's going to take the (laughs) Hall of Famer's number, he's going to take the unretired number, and then go into the Hall of Fame himself. But you mentioned Kyler Murray there. This kid's going to change the game, change the way people think about quarterbacks. He's going to change the way people think about short quarterbacks. Him and his new coach are going to change how offenses offenses play this game, and Kyler Kyler Murray will walk into the Hall of Fame. If he doesn't, though, this could be one of the great quarterback coach uh, meltdown blowups of yes, all time. Very much. So. It could either work perfectly, and will be uh, Cliff Kingsbury. You're you're so good, and Kyler Murray. But if Kingsbury, or, yeah, or if Kingsbury truly was hired because he once had a diet coke with Sean McVay, <laughs> and keep in mind he's a college coach who got fired. Yep, he's a college. He coach got fired who, from Texas Tech, and he didn't get another job as head coach. He was the OC at USC. This could this could be there have been teams that have taken what look like good young prospect quarterbacks and ruined them. 
this could be that too. Kyler Murray could be playing in center field in Oakland in six years. It wouldn't. It wouldn't completely shock me. Yeah, that's true. It's a very good point. It and making happen. more and being safer than he would have playing quarterback for the Arizona Cardinals. Jonathan. Can we get balls, balls, balls again, please? Sure. Balls, 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 <laughs> balls. Green 18! Green 18! I love hearing Brett. <laughs> NBC Sports Washington compared NFL quarterbacks to golfers because it's the offseason and they need to produce content. So they gave you <laughs> Tom Brady, Tiger Woods, Peyton Manning, Phil Mickelson, Aaron Rodgers, Brooks Kepka, Pat Mahomes, Roy, Rory McElroy, and then Kirk Cousins and uh, Fowler, Ricky Fowler. I like what that one. Quarterback, do you compare with the most in the NFL right now? That's good. I love, by the way, the Cousins compared to Fowler. That's terrific. Uh, one other change there. Instead of Rodgers Kepka, I think it's Mahomes Kepka and Rodgers McElroy. Rodgers and McElroy with immense talent and yet not the majors slash Super Bowls that you would think they would have. Interesting. Anyway, to me, this guy's a California guy. I'm not a California guy. However, if you got to compare a quarterback to yourself, I think I am going with a former Vikings quarterback, Matt Castle. Been around a bunch, a guy that you kind of forget, but every now and then you're like, I think I hung out with that guy, and it was kind of nice, like back in his 10-win New England season. And you bring him in, and you're like, oh, that's right. This guy's not actually as much fun as we thought he was. (laughs) What's that say about yourself? I had my one 10-win season in New England when everything yeah. around me was perfect. Yeah. And then you bring me in, you're like, maybe he's still got some of that Tom Brady, Bill Belichick. Well, and he bounced and from team to team to, to team. And you've gone from beat to beat to wild beat. Wild Gophers. Yeah, wild Gopher basketball. <laughs> uh, Vikings now. Yeah, dude, some twins. Yep. It's like, Graf, I remember him covering the wild. But right, what, right, Matt Castle. Yeah. What else has he covered? He's Matt Castle. All right. I, I am choosing a similar path, not the same QB, but the same thought process. Case Keenum. We Ooh. both had one great year. <laughs> Mine was approximately eight, the age of 18 or 19, fake ID place. Yeah. Living large. You know, living large. Driving with your own that, car. That summer where you're like, this is never going to get better. Best summer ever in the yearbook. Yep, you know, Case you had, have your own Minnesota miracle. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> Case had his one great year, but eventually we just... As the kids like to say, regress to the mean. Uh huh. And Case and I both have done that. So, Case Keenum for me. Man, we're all going with the one great year kind of route here. <laughs> well, where, what are you going to say, Joe, Monta- Brady? Yeah. Joe Montana? Look at me. <laughs> Look how great I am. Yeah. I'm Tom Brady. Yeah. I went with Joe Flacco. Just one great year. Reached that peak. I reached that peak when I married my wife, and that's it's all kind of gone downhill. You got from your there. Super Bowl. Yeah, I got my Super Bowl. That's all I needed. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, I was going. I was going the year before I got married. But you know, if you want to give give your wife a shout out, that's fantastic. I was thinking before that time when I had my one great. That was your miracle. That was my my Minnesota miracle. All right, last question here on hot routes today. Aaron Rodgers has a new headshot. I gave you, sent you guys the link. I hope you checked it out. Will the mustache ever come back, or is it dead forever? Because Aaron Rodgers is sporting quite the thick mustache in his new headshot for the Green Bay Packers. It is a very thick mustache. And while the mustache has never been in or never been a thing during my lifetime, yes, I am now old enough that I am starting to see things that were cool when I was 10 are now cool again. My young cousins were just up this weekend for the Twins game. They wanted to go to the Red Sox game. 
my cousin who's maybe in seventh grade comes up and she's wearing the classic Adidas shoes, the white shoes with the three black stripes on the side that were the mm-hmm. hottest thing ever when I was in seventh yes. grade. You were cool if you had a pair of those shoes. And now, apparently, they're cool again. Everything comes back into style. So, yes, I'm saying at some point, and it may not be for another 30 years, the mustache <laughs> is coming back. Uh, you know, my old man has had, had a mustache uh, for the entire time that I have been alive, which is going on 50 years now. So it's definitely a thing for some folks, and some people can pull it off. Some people being the key word. Very <laughs> small part of the population. I would argue that the mustache is ruined because if you see a mustache on a guy, for the most part, the first thought, porn. That was yeah. my thought. Yep. And so it's kind of ruined it forever. So it's kind of ruined it in the sense that like I mean you really want to like show up at your friend's house or do a party <laughs> and you got the stash going and the first thing you think is that's a creep and porn. I don't think so. So I am going to eliminate it and say oh. it's never truly coming back. You know the beard the beard's fine. Mm-hmm. The half the uh the, the goatee. goatee is fine. So facial hair will always in some way shape or form uh, come and go as far as being in, but the true mustache, and I grew one once for oh, uh, for our our uh, Movember, correct? Mm-hmm. Back yep. in the day, and literally there were women and children who saw me <laughs> and crossed the street, and I can't blame them. I don't think it ever truly comes back. I think it's hard for it to come back. It's seen as too much of an ironic thing at this point. Like you said, the beard, the goatee, they're all fine, but if someone has a mustache. You just said it right there. They're seen as like creepy. It's like, ugh, what? What are you doing? Unless you're, unless your face works with it. And I think Aaron Rodgers kind of does. It's not half bad. You it's know not who half he sort of looks him. like? Not exactly. But when and he, he's grown the stash before. Aaron Rodgers to me looks a little bit like when McCartney would grow a mustache. Sergeant Pepper's. Yeah. It's got that same sort of look to it. It doesn't. It's not awful. Like it's not, it's, it's not bad. It looks sort of, it looks sort of weird. You don't get creeped out, by but it. I don't think exactly. that's the thing. Better without it, but not horrible with yeah. it. You don't immediately think that he's doing something that is objectionable <laughs> when you yes. see him with a stash. When I had the stash, there were problems. I think it's hard. It looked like there were problems. It's hard for the mustache to get past the fact that to be able to can be considered an okay mustache, your one criteria is: do you look creepy with it? Yeah. Well, if, yeah, that, that's, that's, a, that's, that's your, a tough bar to clear. That, yeah, if that's your if that's the bar you have to clear to have a mustache, then the mustache probably won't ever come back. And the problem, and the problem with that, I think, is you don't know until you grow it. Yes, and then it also <laughs> often will take someone else to be like, "Oh, that looks hey, really yeah. bad." Yeah. yeah. So you want to do it? Do, do you want to do it and and take that risk? I wouldn't, you know, I did once and I was like, "Okay, now." Because you can look at it in the mirror and think, "Yeah, that looks fine," and then you go out in public, it's like, "Oh, people are looking at me weird." People are. Walking to the other side of the street, this probably isn't good. I still am on the mustache is coming back train. However, <laughs> the Wally Fingers doesn't speak great <laughs> the for bar? your Go facial hair when you have to have a friend give you an intervention for it. Yeah. yeah, and I don't know that that hair on your upper lip just looks good by it's definition. Yeah. Like I totally get the beard and the goatee and all that, but was the upper lip really meant to carry hair? <laughs> Fair. This is the question of the day, Judd. (laughs) This is June football. (laughs) Exactly right. Jonathan Harrison, great job with Hot Routes, as always. We'll uh, do that again tomorrow, obviously.
Let's do this. Take a break. TCL Broadcast Studios, Zolgad and Graf. Let's come back and play a little game called Up to Cousins. And you're saying, huh? Up to Cousins is next on the all-new Score North. TCL Broadcast Studios, Zolgad, uh, Chad Graf, Jonathan Harrison uh, producing. It's time to play a little game, Chad Graf. All right. And everybody does rankings, right? Quarterback rankings. And so, you know, one through 32, let's rank all the quarterbacks. (laughs) But... I thought about this, and I thought, okay, let's do this. Let's rank quarterbacks up to Cousins. Because once you get past Kirk, I mean, Vikings fans want to know where, what you think of Kirk, and after that, it's, you know, number 32, it's a real tight race. So, didn't want to do that. So, one through Cousins. Uh, starting with one, what is your current rankings of quarterbacks in this league? And, of course, the exercise to me is intriguing here because the the question becomes, where does Cousins fall? Right. I have for a long time, in fact, since the day the Vikings signed him, said that in my mind he's not a top-ten quarterback. doesn't make him a bad quarterback, and it doesn't mean that he is, is still not ranked fairly highly. I just don't think he's top-ten. But uh, let's start with you, Chad Graff. Give me your rankings of one through Cousins. So I have 13 quarterbacks ahead of Kirk Cousins. Okay. I'll start off the top for you. For the 2019 season, better than Kirk Cousins, Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady. Okay. Aaron Rodgers. We're in lockstep so far. All right. Drew Brees. Okay. And then I think there's probably a bit of a drop down from there to get to the rest of the quarterbacks. Those four, I think, are probably far and away better than everybody else. Yeah, there, there's no, yes. I think that you're right. There's no debate on that list so far. Like, you could move them around a little bit, but right. there's no debate on that list. Those are 100% Agreed. never in a million years the, that Kirk Cousins is better. Agreed. As we continue up to Cousins, four down. Mm-hmm. Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. Andrew Luck. Mm-hmm. Ben Roethlisberger. Mm-hmm. Philip Rivers. Okay. Matt Ryan. Okay. That takes us to nine quarterbacks so far in our up to Cousins. And I think after those guys, there's probably a bit of a drop down into another tier of quarterbacks. So tier three, right? Tier three, tier essentially. Three is what you're going on to. Okay. So nine down as we continue up to Cousins. Okay. Cam Newton. Ooh, okay. Guy who has had an MVP season and had a very poor season. A guy who I think, similar to Kirk Cousins, needs pieces around him. Yep. I think is playing with a bit of a disadvantage having Norv Turner, which I think uh, some former Vikings quarterbacks can attest to. Yep. And, and a shoulder problem, too, coming off surgery on right. a shoulder, which is very scary if you're a quarterback. So, for 2019, I do have Cam Newton ahead of Kirk Cousins. Okay. Continuing. So, that's 10. Kirk's already very upset, by the way. <laughs> He's tweeting right now. Continuing, I have a guy coming off of his rookie season, entering year two, now with weapons around him, Baker Mayfield. Okay, Moving along, yep. I have Jared Goff, and I'm not a huge Jared Goff fan. Okay. I don't think he's quite as good as a lot of people do. And so Goff is where? What 12. Number? Okay, he's at 12, okay. But has a, a lot of people attribute all of his success to having the best offensive coach that you can possibly have, and yes, he's better because of that. He's not always going to shred teams uh, on his own the way that he shredded the Vikings in week four or five. And then... The last quarterback that I have in up to Cousins, better than Kirk Cousins, number 13, and a guy I think with a much higher ceiling than a lot of these others, Carson Wentz. Okay. When healthy, MVP caliber. Mm -hmm. When not healthy, 
uh, not better than Nick Foles. And has had real problems so far. And has had a healthy. lot of problems staying healthy. Okay. But for 2019, everything else being equal, yep. I'll take Carson Wentz as my last quarterback, number 13, better than Kirk Cousins. And then I've got Cousins 14. And after that, you've kind of got a group of Stafford, Deshaun Watson, Sam Darnold, Jimmy Garoppolo, those types of players that uh, for now, I will take Kirk Cousins over those, but not ahead of Cam Newton, Baker Mayfield, Jared Goff, Carson Wentz. So run through your list again through Cousins. Mahomes, Brady, Rodgers, Breeze, Wilson, Luck, Roethlisberger, Rivers, Matt Ryan, Cam Newton, Baker Mayfield, Jared Goff, lastly, Carson Wentz. Okay. We agree. So our top three are the same. Mahomes one, Brady two, Rodgers three. Yep. I flipped your four and five. Wilson and Breeze. And put Wilson ahead of Drew Breeze, in part because Breeze's play also dropped off a little bit in the second half of last season, and I can't figure out if he's getting old or not. But he's still very, very good. Mm-hmm. Wilson I absolutely love. I think he's fantastic. Yeah, that's that's the top five to me. But those are, No yes. matter who you are, that's the top five. Okay. So, Mahomes, Brady, Rodgers, Wilson, Breeze. Number six for me, and I love this guy, Andrew Luck. Yep. Huge Luck fan. Number seven, another guy, and this one I don't know, because one of these years he's going to, much like Tom probably, fall off the cliff. Philip Rivers. Rivers. I have no idea when, but this can't keep yeah. going. I, I thought just the same thing last season. But I thought the same thing of Brady, so I just, I'm just i just going to leave them put until they prove me wrong. Yep. How long have we said, well, Brady, yeah, I mean, he's great, but eventually, and, you know, we all saw Tim. Favre here get old, and it eventually happened, so I have no idea, but I'm leaving, I'm leaving Rivers seventh now because I don't, I'm done trying to assume regression. Yep. They get the benefit of the doubt, along with Breeze, I think, is, you know, yep. even though he's getting older, un- until they have a season where it all goes to you know what, then they get the benefit of the doubt. Number eight on my list, Matt Ryan. Ooh, all right. That's higher than I had him. Yeah, and I still like I still like him a lot. I have uh, obviously I'm not as old as I was during the Super Bowl season. Uh, but I still think that he is very good. But I think he is a he is a in my mind a top ten QB. I think it's fair to say that. Yeah, eight, I might, think that's eight fair. might be too high. Somewhere eight to ten. But he's he is a top ten. Right. If if this is all, all done in tears, and my um and my thought process is that Cousins is not a a top ten QB tier wise. Matt Ryan to me is a top ten QB. Number nine, we disagree on this one, and I have I love this kid though. I think he's going to be fantastic, Deshaun Watson. Wow, Deshaun Watson in your top ten? He is, but here's why. And there's some there's some bias here. Okay. Right before he got hurt and tore the ACL and practice a couple of years ago, I think they were playing the Seahawks, if I'm not mistaken. And I watched that game, and this kid's ability to not only pass. And he struck me as a very smart quarterback, but pull the ball down athletically as well. Deshaun Watson is what, if you are a coach now, what you want. Now, I, I know shortly thereafter he he tore his ACL in practice, and so that might have set him back, or it probably certainly did set him back. But the gifts that that's, that kid has, to me, make him a top 10 QB. So, uh, so, but but he's barely in right. there too. I'm not. I'm not saying he is nowhere near that that top five. 
To me, the only guy that I gave you outside the top five that I would put near that top five, and I did, is Luck. Yep. Luck could very easily, by 2000, by the time we're going into 2020, Chad Graff, he could very easily be two or three. Yes. And the one thing that I'll say about Deshaun Watson is he's one of the only quarterbacks that has played behind an offensive line worse than the Vikings. They have had all sorts yes, of issues. And he's gifted. Um, I still think for 2019, I would take Kirk Cousins over to Sean Watson, but uh, I at least see where you're coming from with that one. Number 10, also a little bit controversial, but remember it's near the end of the top 10, and it gets a little bit more murky here, is Dak Prescott. Wow. Dak Prescott, who I think is going to get paid. Oh, he'll get paid. I am, I am just to be clear here, I am more sure of Deshaun Watson than Dak. I am more sure of putting Deshaun Watson in my top 10 than Dak. Dak could easily fall back here. Number 11, a guy that you brought up as well, and I can't figure him out yet, and I I think 2019 is going to help us a lot here, is Jared Goff. Mm -hmm. I can't figure out if he is, if he alone could be fantastic, if this is a product of the offense. The other thing... And this I am really excited to see is what have opposing great defensive minds like Zim done in the past few months now since the season ended to slow down McVay slash Goff and what did Belichick teach them? Exactly. And is it a sustainable lesson? There's a full game of tape now that shows how to beat Sean McVay and how to beat Jared Goff. And I still... He, I think, is one of maybe the most fascinating quarterback entering this season just in terms of what the progression looks like, where they go from here, how difficult it is for teams that go to the Super Bowl, lose in the Super Bowl, to then bounce back and have a good season. And as it gets to the point where he's probably going to get paid, McVay came out and said, we're paying this guy. He's going to make big bucks. He's a guy that I just don't know. He gets so many easy throws because of Sean McVay's offense that I don't know if you gave him... You know, if you put him on the Vikings in the same offense as Kirk Cousins, I, I think I'd lean a little bit toward Jared Goff, but it's at least a question, and it wouldn't shock me if Kirk Cousins outperformed him. So, Jared Goff, number 11 on my list. Number 12, Baker Mayfield. Yep. Which might be prematurely too high. The Cleveland excitement, I'm struggling with. Okay, first-time head coach in Freddie Kitchens. Quarterback who certainly looked good, but again, it's going to have been studied very closely by 2019 opponents. Odell Beckham, who on his best days is going to be great and on his worst is going to be a complete pain (laughs) in the ass. And can he gel and can he gel as a teammate with Baker? So I've got Baker at 12, but we'll fully admit that might be premature and that that he could go up easily, but I'm not going to be shocked if he falls back too. I don't think he's going to, but I'm not going to be shocked. I agree with you on 13 as well. Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz, another fascinating one. When healthy, has shown far too much to not show him respect. But but much like Dalvin Cook here, who I love, my question comes to a very simple: Can you stay on the field? Can you play all the time? Because you know we we can say, well, it's unfortunate he tore his knee up. Well, yeah, it's unfortunate, and it's not his fault. But guess what? If you can't stay healthy in this league, you become useless. So I put uh, Carson Wentz thirteen. And then I put Kirk Cousins, which means I left out a name that you had. Which was Cam Newton. No, f- two names then. I'm sorry, two names. Ben Roethlisberger also. I have Ben, ben Roethlisberger. I have Roethlisberger wow. as next up after Cousins. Two years ago, you could have t- called me the craziest 
old man in the history of the world. But thanks, Declan Goff. But but Ben Roethlisberger, I don't know it. I don't know. I don't know about age now. I don't know with uh, Antonio Brown gone. Uh, there have been enough weird things there. So I leave off Roethlisberger and my first. Uh, so I, I would have put Ben fifteen, and then my just outside my first name Cam Newton. So I left off two names that you didn't. Why does Philip Rivers get the benefit of the doubt, but Ben Roethlisberger doesn't? Because Ben Roethlisberger strikes me as a potential complete pain in the neck. And Rivers strikes me as a guy that people rally rally around. And Roethlisberger, I don't know. There's just something about how things have gone down there. More than 5,000 passing yards last season. Yeah, I know. No, I know. It's a great point. It's a great point. He did have 16 interceptions, so yep. not great. Well, and his his top receiver is now gone, and so will Juju Smith Schuster be as good without Brown there? I have no idea, but I gotta admit, I am I am uh, um, uh, colored in how I think about this, largely because of the fact that there was a lot of just BS there last year. <laughs> to a lot. put it mildly, yeah, well, yes, and, and you know, and and I I also come back to not just with uh, Ben Roethlisberger, Chad Graff. But Mike Tomlin, Fair. you know Mike Tom- yeah. Mike Tomlin didn't get fired, which is a Steelers thing. But if you look <laughs> at that, I don't, I can't tell you that he hasn't completely lost that team. Yes, uh, that's another team that's going to be fascinating. I do though think Ben Roethlisberger is a top ten quarterback and a no doubt better than Kirk Cousins quarterback. And Cam Newton is the one that I'll concede to knowing less about at his best. Oh, then he is, yes. Great. But the but shoulder problem you don't scares often me. get his best. And with the shoulder problem, all of a sudden it seemed like he couldn't throw it past 20 yards for a while. Yep. There are some major issues there. That one, I'll concede, I would put Deshaun Watson in. That you know is a tough spot. I'll stick with what I had, but I can at least see why Cam Newton's behind. Completely disagree on Ben Roethlisberger. Top 10 quarterback for sure better than Kirk Cousins. Okay, so so up to Cousins. He is 14 for you as well? Number 14. And 14 for me. So again, consistently outside of a top 10 quarterback, but not saying that he's terrible. Yeah. Which I think is very, very Top fair. half of the league. All right, let's do this. Let's take our final break uh, from the TCL Broadcast Studios on Purple Daily. And uh, we are going to come back. Chad Graff from The Athletic is going to give us, as we has been a theme all week long, the five things he's most eager and excited to see when the National Football League season begins with training camps in July. We'll do that next on the all-new Score North. Final segment, Purple Daily, all-new uh, Score North. Of course, you can get us at the Score North mobile app. Apple, Android, all those good places. Today, uh, it's been uh, Zolgad and Chad Graff of The Athletic. Jonathan Harrison producing Matthew Collar out this week on uh, vacation. He will be back next week, starting on Monday. All right, Chad Graff, final assignment of the day. And and this is something that Danny Cunningham did on Monday or Tuesday. I did it. Manny Hill, Rami Makhlouf. And now it's your turn with... Minicamps, OTAs, weightlifting, basically all done. <laughs> the five things about the National Football League season that will begin with training camps in late July that you are most eager to see starting at number five and working your way up. Starting at number five and working the way up. And this one might be a bit of bias just to get football back. However, this is a strange one. Number five thing I'm most looking forward to is the Oakland Raiders on Hard Knocks. We now. No, no that's a great one. We now get. I'm so with you on this. John Gruden yep. mic'd up for every practice, yep. every session, giving interviews one on one with the HBO cameras. You have Antonio Brown there 
who knows what he'll do. Even, you know, Hard Knocks is always great just because you get the shots of the sprinklers out on the football field that remind you, all right, football's back. How great was Cleveland last year? Cleveland was terrific. Greg Williams. I still think this... Well, I mean... Let's not forget, the Raiders signed Richie Incognito. No, you're... He of Mike Zimmer is an effing liar fame. Totally with you on this one. The Oakland Raiders will be fascinating on hard knocks. I don't know if it counts as in the season. I'm counting it in the season. Oh, no, it counts. Nope. Number five thing I'm most looking forward to. This is to. completely your list, and, and <laughs> I put I put Oakland, I think, at number four, just as far as I'm curious about Antonio Brown, I'm curious mm-hmm. about Gruden, I'm curious about Mike Mayock. He's a TV right, guy right. trying to do this. Uh, but yes, the Hard Knocks. Hard Knocks again, year two. I will not miss an episode. And I was reminded of this today. The Oakland Raiders have my favorite quarterback, Nathan Peterman, who is appointment television oh. when he is throwing four interceptions on five passes. How, how quick my is he cut? Favorite. How I don't think he'll get. I think John Gruden is crazy enough to be like, I'm a quarterback whisperer. I got this guy. I'm going to keep him around for a bit. He's tall. He's got what I need. Here's my question, too, on Gruden. Does he still have the fastball? Some people think that he is a crazy genius, but he didn't coach for... He, I don't think he's a crazy genius. Him him coming back to coaching is akin to if Madden had. Right. You right. know, we're, yes. ta- we're not talking two or three years out, out of the game. We're ta- And I know he talked to coaches, but we're talking young offensive mind in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's been showing his team film from the 90s. Exactly. I, I don't think that's Number four. Work. Number four. Talked about it a little bit. This one is more local. The Vikings running game. I am fascinated to see how this turns out on a number of fronts. One being what we talked about earlier with the fact that as the league becomes a passing league, Mike Zimmer wants a running team. Now, the offensive line is slightly improved, but one of the other incredibly interesting things about the Vikings run game to me is that They have a starting running back who has all the potential in the world, but also has some injury problems. If he is not healthy, they don't have somebody that you give the ball to 20 times a game. They drafted in the third round, the third round, a running back whose only job is to pick up one yard on third and one. They drafted a short yardage guy when David Montgomery was out there, when any number of running backs, you can get a running back undrafted and they could be a good player. And yet... Their guy, if Dalvin Cook gets hurt, they either have Amir Abdullah, who's shown he's not that guy, showed that plenty of times in Detroit, Yeah, Mike Boone, who, you know, take or leave, and their third-round pick, who's a third-and-goal type of guy. Latavius Murray is potentially an enormous loss. Yes, and they couldn't have brought him back. I understand right, all no, of that. But, but you can replace him in the draft. They chose not to yep. replace him in the draft. Like, yes, Latavius Murray was their short yardage guy, but he was also the guy that when Dalvin Cook went down, yep. you felt confident enough oh, to yeah. give him the ball 16 times, he was, and he'll do w- what you need him to do. He was the definition of a professional. Yes. That huge loss when you only replace him with a short yardage running back. So that is right. my number four. Number three. Number three. And this might uh, be a bit unfair because like the Raiders on Hard Knocks, this is um, will be decided by week one. But is the my number three th- thing I'm most looking forward to this season is the ongoing saga of the Chicago Bears kicking competition. This is a team that brought in eight kickers for rookie minicamp. You only get a select amount of roster spots, and they chose to use eight of them on rookie kickers. They proceeded to have these eight rookie kickers, all, I'm assuming, wide-eyed, like, holy cow, we're actually kicking in the NFL. Bring them all to the 43-yard line where Cody Pargy double-doinked and have all of these rookies who 
probably will never play in the NFL, stare and watch them as they go two for eight, then bring three kickers to minicamp on the day that the alumni are there for like the barbecue, celebrate the offseason is really here. All of your ex, you know, great Chicago Bears from some great seasons are watching as the head coach winds them all up at the 43. All of you get one kick. Show me what you got. Wide left, wide right. Wide left. All three miss. I don't understand how you could possibly botch this situation more. And it is going to be one of my favorite things to watch for the next two months. How many games does kick do the kicker or the kicker, and unless they go get a good one, if they continue on this course, how many games do the Bears lose on kicks? Because of kick. Probably it, probably two. It reminds me of after Blair Walsh. They, these two teams are taking very different paths to get to the same point, I think, where the Vikings said... Uh, it, it was a bad kick. He'll be fine. We're not worried about it. And then, of course, it was it, it was a, a much bigger deal than they made it out to be. Absolutely. The Bears are taking the complete opposite route, which is we'll throw anybody who has ever kicked in the past. We'll give you an opportunity. And when you mi- when you miss one, we're going to just roast you. They're mind bleeping every one of them. Yes. These are 21-year-old kids that they're showing, like, you missed this 43-yarder with everybody watching and no one saying a word, and you're cut tomorrow. Number two on your list. Number two on my list, staying in the division, is Aaron Rodgers with a new coach. This is the first time this was on my list too. since he it. has been yep. a starting quarterback that he has a new coach, which is incredible to say. He's only four years younger than the new coach, Matt LaFleur. He is coming off of perhaps his roughest season yet, not just in the numbers, which you know were fine, not Aaron Rodgers-type numbers, but fine numbers. Uh but not. it was a rough season because of, I think, everything that came out. There was the Bleacher Report story of just how you know not great of a teammate he has been, how much he has tuned out Mike McCarthy, how much he has actively gone to his own teammates and said, you know, forget this guy. This guy doesn't know what he's talking about. Listen to me. Yep. So there was all of that comes out about Aaron Rodgers. And then there are already starting to be cracks in this system with a brand new head coach where he comes out in minicamp in June and says... I should have the freedom to do whatever I want because I have this great past. I am amazing. It's not bragging because I'm just that good. In June, they haven't even gotten to week one, and he's saying this. The term, I believe, is insufferable. <laughs> but they could be great. I don't know what and to that, expect because I like their thing. defensive additions. Yes. Mike like Patton's a really good defense. DC. I mean, this kid might just... And the coach, coach seems to know what he's talking and about. And LaFleur might just say, Aaron, you are great. Go ahead and do it. And who knows? He could have an MVP season. I'm with you. That's a great one. Just amazing that it's June and he's already saying all that. And your number one eager thing to see when the season starts. Odell Beckham Jr. with the Cleveland Browns and all of the saga, drama, craziness that could ensue in Cleveland. Just the fact that the Cleveland Browns have high expectations and there is every reason in the world to think that those expectations are just going to flame up and go nowhere. I love Baker Mayfield. I think Odell Beckham Jr. is the best wide receiver in the NFL. And yet there is so much potential for this to go so far south uh, that I think it's going to be incredibly fascinating to follow. My biggest question about that entire thing, and it's going to be great, is Freddie Kitchens, a first-time head coach, prepared to deal with what he's going to have to deal with? I don't know how he could be. I don't he, either. He was a running back coach last season. It wasn't even like, this is the guy that they've been grooming forever. He was a running back coach. They had so many problems last season that they eventually said, all right, we'll fire this guy. We have nobody else we can put as interim. We'll throw it to the running back guy. Things worked out for him. Baker comes in. Baker takes off. Things go well, but... 
I just don't understand how this running back coach from a year ago is suddenly going to handle every everything that they have. I think if I'm uh, John Dorsey, who runs the football operations there too, that you know you look at Baker, you go get Beckham. I think you got to say to yourself, I need a coach who's done this before, so he's got some idea of what to do. Because ba- Baker does not strike me as the shrinking violet type. <laughs> right. Like what happens the first time, and and this is going to take place probably within the first four weeks or something that. Beckham comes back and says, I'm wide open. Throw me the ball. <laughs> and Baker says, bleep you. Yep. And Freddie Kitchens, oh my God. Which he's probably prone to say, or at least uh, offer a hand gesture of some sorts that Kansas Jayhawks fans know. Chad Griff, thanks much. Great stuff. Uh, Purple Daily is done. Back at 2 o'clock tomorrow. Up next, Mackie and Judd. That's me with Rami right here on the all-new Score North. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. And take your workout to the next level with accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, a heart rate monitor, cycling shoes, and more. Peloton, motivation that moves you. This limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.